Good evening, everybody. Racing Health back again. Uh, I'm 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 a stalwart at the minute. Absolute stalwart. Anta Declan, come on, big me up. Yeah, yeah, not doing too bad. I'm doing yeah. well. Uh, I'd say there's a few disappointed faces now that I've showed up instead of Brown, but he, he's out in the battle tonight because he's a race tomorrow, so a few pre-match points for him. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's just come through with the stream and it was weird because I heard myself talking to, to myself there very strangely. Uh, yeah, you are back this weekend, uh, Bron. Can't wait to see you. We should do well in that uh, chase tomorrow tomorrow at Wexford. Yeah, well, it depends if he gets on tonight, doesn't it? You know, the many scraps well, yeah. he gets into. But I, he should... Um, He's had a go at Georgetown Warrior before, though. He had a good go at him in the novice hurdle. Um, and <laughs> nearly threw him over the rail. So I don't think Georgetown Warrior will be looking forward to tomorrow, anyway. No. See him over that last fence and give him a right elbow, won't he? <laughs> he's, out with, he's out in the mating sheds uh, Glenn has put there with the Murs. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, no, Andrew, tonight. It's his birthday. So happy birthday, Andrew. He won't be watching this back. So I don't even know why we're wishing him happy birthday. No Stephen tonight, but we do have uh, a lad who was on a couple of weeks ago when I was at Wolverhampton. It's, it's His name is Anti-Post Value Man, Liam Firkin. Hello, Liam. How are we doing, Chris? You okay? We are good. There's a slight delay on Liam's thing, but we're going to try and work with it. There's a slight delay, but we, we will get through it. And if he needs to, he can just keep leaving and coming in until it works. It will work, Liam. You can hear me crystal clear, yeah? No, I feel like we've lost Liam. My connection keeps dropping out, so yeah, if it's lagging, um, but yeah, my connection keeps dropping out for some reason. That's very strange. I think, Liam, maybe you could try turning off the computer and switch or switching off the internet connection and on again. It works in Ireland, it works up here in the north, so <laughs> you could try that in the Midlands. It does work, buddy. Uh, give it a try. We'll, see, we'll catch up with Liam in a minute. Hopefully he comes back and we can... Getting back in there. Declan, are you looking forward to this weekend's action? It's not just Cheltenham, is it? Because Navin's got a good two races that we're going to be covering. <laughs> I'll give it a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, the, the start of Navin's new festival. So they've moved um, for Tria Day and Troytown Day into one weekend. So, mm. uh, yeah, looking forward. But I'll actually be in Cheltenham on Saturday. Aye. Um, yeah, I'm flying in. Flying out Saturday. Home Saturday night, I'm not staying over. A bit of a, an in and out job, but uh, we we got owners and trainers tickets with a, a lunch included in the Tattersalls Pavilion. Very nice, Dick. Yeah, yeah. So might need that wine, fella. Teach me a thing or two about wine. Ah, that sounds like a good idea. You meet him, buddy, and you teach him. <laughs> Definitely. Will you be on the wine, though? Will you be on the uh, the the dark stuff? I'll be on the dark stuff at seven seven a.m. as soon as I get to the airport. Well, sure, I'll have to have a, a drop with me now with me lunch. Excellent. No, I think a lot of people are going this weekend and hopefully they'll bump into you anyway. Uh, Lauren was meant to be coming on the show tonight, but she's been a little under the weather herself. I think she's improving, so she should be at Cheltenham this weekend, but I think her voice was a little bit uh, under the weather for the podcast anyway. Might just be you and you, Declan, if Liam can't come in. I hope you're, um, I hope you're really, really uh, full of the form tonight anyway. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I, I have a list of um, best bets so long. They'll have to find a new South American country for this one. Oh, wow. That sounds good to me. 
I'll uh, I might I'll be placing them while you're saying them, so I'll keep at it. Uh, let's uh, see hello in the chat. The Glenn's with us. Jason Kinsella's with us. Brad's with us. Uh, oh, Glenn, what does Steve do? What do what Steve does and sit on the certain side of the laptop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could always try that, couldn't you? Uh, of a little hole around the back. <laughs> we have put a bit of a, a fun together for Stephen's new uh, laptop and thing, and it's going well. We've managed to get one pound twenty-five so far, so <laughs> we're, we're we're about a, a one tenth of well one thousandth of the way there anyway. Uh, Let's kick off with the racing deck, and we're coming over to Cheltenham first for two races tomorrow, and then we're going to look at one of the races on Saturday and one of the races on Sunday, and then look at the Navan races in the end at the end, both on Saturday. We're going to start with the forerunner race, which is the Super Alloys Arkle. Uh, I should have said SSS Super Alloys Arkle Challenge Trophy Trial, um, which is headed by JPR1, who was available midweek around about the nine to two price that was quite a decent price midweek but it has the race has obviously cut up now and the, the horse is three to two around that about five to four um that's the mark at the, at the price you can get at the minute mighty tom's dropping back in distance here at five to two petito nur is 130 and humpub bleak is six to one uh jpr one did put in a very good performance i thought at, at newton abbott declan um but mighty tom obviously with kian collins is coming over here are you excited for this one Oh, I, to be honest, Chris, um, I would have been more excited if he hadn't covered the beginner's chase at Navin. It, it oh. actually, it's a beginner's chase, and it looks about the race in this. Yeah. Um, JPR won. Like he, he wasn't a bad novice hurdler. Um, he, he was, he was only beating fifty-seven hands in the Supreme, but that was by Constitution Hill, like you know. And he, he won a, a three runner novice handicap last month. It's really hard to to say where that farm is at. Um, mm. it, 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 it's, you know, the same on public. You know, he's beaten a quite exposed type on his chasing debut. It, it's really hard to know what, what they've beaten and how good they could be. Mm. Um, Petit on air, he's making his chasing debut. Um, seventh in the county off 140, but that was 148 in English part. Uh, it's his first chase start, only a five-year-old. Uh, so like the, there's the potentials probably would be with Petit Tonnerre, but I am struggling to see how Mighty Tom gets speed. The second mm. the less cleared about it is is quite good form. Had a Sinesia and Lucid Dreams. The Lucid Dreams was followed up in a handicap recently. He was 139 rated hurdler. Now that 139 was in Ireland. So if, if he'd look for the mark in England, what are you talking? Like maybe yeah. maybe one four five. Um that puts him ahead of Petit Tonnerre over hurdles. He, he chased home a, a really nice filly and she could be anything in uh that was off 139 and a handicap in Killarney. She ran a very a, a decent enough race in um the mayor's novice hurdle at the festival. And mm. I think the farm could no probably kind of like I, I I won't be siding with Lucia uh later on when we get to the Great Wood, but I do like the farm of um the, the mayor's novice hurdle. I do think it was a decent race, it's better than but I'm hoping it was, it's going to turn out to be better than uh, years before that. But like, I, I think that's the, the give her away um, of 139 at Killarney. I think that's pretty decent form. He is an eight year old now. So, but then he's not coming up again. Let's be honest, these are not article horses, you know. Um, I, I, I think it's a really, really average race, and it's there for, for the taking. And I think. 
you know, Keen Collins doing the right thing and, and sending them over. Yeah, 100%, Declan. It was a very, you mentioned it yourself there. Um, lot to like about that chase debut, wasn't there? And, you know, the winner is quite a classy animal. I know JPR1 does, there has been a lot of talk about this, especially when the horse was over hurdles. He's relatively lightly raced over hurdles anyway, JPR1. But um, there was a lot of talk around the yard being like he is a very, very classy animal. And yeah. he did show that at Newton Abbott. It, 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 he it probably disappointed in, in the, the the new re-handicap. Yeah. What, what's the call that did better? Um, you know, you would have liked him to see him run better in that. Yeah. I think it is there for Mighty Tom, and it is a good. I think it's a good bit of placing from King Collins, wouldn't you say, Deck, as well? Absolutely. Like, because when you look at that beginner chase and have him, like, where, where, where do you go? Um, yeah. him, he's, I know there's um, there's a two and a half mile, oh, I don't know it's the Florida Pearl or, or the Craddock's yeah. Town. There's a, there's a two and a half mile um, novice chase coming up. Punch that, but it's, it's going to be a lot more difficult than this. Yeah. So, oh, a bit of placing, knock him round, finish his first or second. It's a, a it's a win-win for him, I think. I think he's got I a really mean, good chance that. Take on three horses. It's you know, it's it's a no brainer, really. Yeah, Liam's back. Let's try and get him in. Liam, how are we doing? Hopefully, better. Change of laptop. Oh, whoa, yeah. that's so much better. Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Change of laptop. Can you give the other one to Steve? Because that one was a little bit better than Steve's. That one. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I'll send it over. <laughs> We're just talking about this Arkle trial, buddy. Um, Declan's quite keen on the Keen Collins runner, uh, Mighty Tom. Uh, I thought JPR1 obviously brings a lot of, you know, potential um, to the race. And I think this is not... I don't think we'll definitely see his true potential in this. But um, where are you siding? Um, yeah, as you, you may have already mentioned, it's not a great race, is it? especially as an Arkle trial. But um, JPR1 was the one for me as well. I think earlier in the week when the prices were out, it looked as if it was going to cut up. Unexpected party was quite short in the betting before Dex. And obviously he was, I thought, thought was always going to go to the, the Paddy Power Gold Cup. Um, so, yeah, I, I've taken a nice price at 11-2 to 2 on JPR1, which is of no use to anyone now, of course. But, um, yeah, he's got some decent form. The decent form being behind uh, ICO, who won the Imperial Cup last year. Um, so, yeah, that, that was the, he, he's the one for me. So, uh, yeah, on a nice price. And, and I think... Tiz the Tizard horses generally improve for going chasing. Um, and yeah, hopefully the same for this lad. He does go, he does go a bit better when fresh, and that's where all his best form is. Um, but it wouldn't be a great concern. Um, it's not exactly a, a, a rapid, rapid turnaround to this. Yeah. I think Petit on does bring in a little bit of potential, doesn't it? Being the first chase start, and obviously was a, a, a two-time winner over hurdles in France as well. So one to it's one to you know to put in your notes books anyway. Uh, not necessarily one I'd be having a bet in, but if you did, if I did anyway, I'd be siding with. Um, I'd side right earlier on in the week when I think I saw Racing Lee put it up. I think he put it up at a, quite a big price earlier in the week and. Uh, JPR one, I think it's too short now. I would rather take JPR one on with Declan's uh, fancy in this in Mighty Tom. So in Mighty Tom for me, just because of the little bit more value I can get in that. It's JPR one for yourself, there, Liam, and obviously Declan is with Mighty Tom as well. As we say, not the best scintillating kickoff to the Cheltenham uh, races that we're going to be looking at, but the next race, well. We could see a future Cheltenham Festival winner in this one here with Captain Teague. Very, very short. It's the Hyde Novices Hurdle at 3.30. And Captain Teague is quite short in this. 
eight to 13 on. Um, a lot of people, he's been a big, big Twitter also over the last few hours I've seen. Well, not the last few hours, but the last few days. Simply people just saying it's uh, money in the bank job. Uh, all that and all that. I mean, we see it time and time again. These horses do get turned over. But Liam, Captain Teague does look like that on paper. But can you see anything in there that might trouble him? I can't, no. Um, yeah, it's not very original. It's a bit boring, but no, I, I think that Captain Teague will win this. I think this is a weaker race than the Persian War, and he won that by, what, nine and a half lengths. Um, so, no, I can't see him being turned over. Um, the form of the, the bumper is obviously working out quite well. Andy made a good point on Twitter earlier that if you've got a horse good enough to run in the champion bumper, then probably the least you'd expect is him to be winning a, a kind of maiden hurdle. Um <laughs> at some point um but even that said you look at the year with facile vega and the champion bumper from that year obviously the, the form didn't stack up all that well with the likes of american mike um so yeah i think about six or seven of the the horses that ran in that have come out and won since um i think there's more improvements come from captain teague um he's still pretty green um I, he obviously will be aimed at the Ballymore. This is obviously over the same same distance, which is a slight step up from the Persian War. And I think that'll actually see him to better effect. I think that will suit him. Mm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I'll keep it relatively short and it's a bit boring. But as I say, I think Captain T will win here. Okay, thank you very much, Liam. You can see it, can't you, Declan? Short for a reason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Jordan the Bumper is looking decent farm with um, a lot of them haven't come out and won, but. Uh, like Liam was right, you know, and Andy heard that on the air. Like you, you expect a lot of them to be winning maidens, like you know, particularly, you know, the maidens in Ireland. You, you don't want to get too close to them. Like you, you know, they'll be handed a lot of them because, because of who they are and the reputation they hold, and, and you won't want your horse. You, you're not going to try win the race, like you know. So, um, the, the but the farm is looking strong. As Liam said, it can, it can be abysmal. Uh, at times, but uh, look, I'm not getting overly excited just yet. Um, he was impressive on his debut, it was a great two, but let's be honest, it, it was a piss poor great two. Um, but I think this race is, is deep enough, like you know, um, the big dying, like a lot of this form revolves around high class hero who's been very, very good. So I'm surprised there hasn't been a lot of talk about him on, on Twitter today. I'm surprised people aren't trying to, um, take it whatever price he is at the moment because of you know if one of the, the three raiders win he's probably going to shorten the price automatically the big dying was seven lengths behind him off levels and um, he finished ahead of what pat by a length at galway he was getting three pounds from what pat the big dying is getting the hang of things and it, it took a, a while for the penny to drop maybe i'll be a bit harsh there but look he is a big horse and He's one of those, and anything he chases off the horses is a bonus. But look, they're, they're coming over for a go here, and uh, they're well entitled to. Uh, John McConnell's horse, Kimbara, uh, he was six and a half lengths off high class here on the bumper. He's two from two over hurdles. That was out Wexford and Cartmel. They went in deep races. Declan's not put 10p in his meter, though. Can you see that too, Liam? I can. He's just basically stalled. He was mid-floor. It's just because he said Cartmel. As soon as he said Cartmel, it went <laughs> like that. We've never mentioned Cartmel on the podcast. So for Cartmel to get a mention, that's crazy. Um, I'm sure he'll return Declan and he'll just like speed up in a minute and go, blah, 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 and Declan will 
return. Um, or oh, 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 bronze bitten through the wires. Yeah, bronze. Bronze got him. He's come out the backs with the MERS and he's come over and he's tucked the computer over. Oh, dear me. Well, Declan was in full flow there, um, but I think he was erring towards the side of this horse not being beaten on uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, you can see that, can't you, Liam? It, it's a short price for a favour. It was very good in the Persian War. And I think, similar to what you said, this is a poorer race than the Persian War was. Yeah, I think there was more form from the likes of Resplendent Grey of Ollie Murphy's. Uh, and obviously, Rock House was relatively well thought of um, for the Skeletons. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's potentially a, a poorer race. Um, I, I was was really keen at just the fact that Nichols would never usually send one to the bumper and he mm. definitely wouldn't have been trained to, to the minute for it. Um, and I was keen on him for, for the Ballymore yeah. very early season. Um, but as the more the season goes on, the more the doubts of uh, that Ballymore drought that Nichols has yeah. got and prioritising the cello, um, you're not too sure. But, yeah, for... For, this, for, for tomorrow, yeah, I think it's a, a bit of a certainty. Cheers, buddy. Uh, we'll try and get Declan back in. I thought he's probably just had them gremlins on this thing. All oh, like that we said, Bron has eaten through the wires. Um, we'll move on to now the big race on Saturday, which is the Premier Handicap, the Paddy Bower Gold Cup, which is kind of one of those races which is, you know, it doesn't really favour the ones at the top of the market, does it? I don't think we've seen a winning favourite in this in quite a few years. I mean, it's a huge prize fund that attracts a, a very competitive field, including a pair of, you know, very good top novices last year, like in the wheel, the real Wacker and Stage, stage Star. Uh, and Stage Star is looking likely to go off the favourite in this one. And Patrick Neville, you know, hasn't run many horses recently, which is a bit of a slight worry for fans of the, of the real Wacker. I know there's quite a few of those all over twi Twitter anyway. And he hasn't actually had a winner since April, so... Please bear that in mind. I know this is his stable star and, you know, we he's going to want him to be bang on from this. But maybe this is a little bit short for him as well. Uh, where do you think we, you're going to side with this, Liam? Let's see if we can get Declan. Oh, no, he's not there yet. But um, where are you going to go here, Liam? I've taken all of what you just said into consideration and completely ignored it all. And <laughs> I really fancy the real Wacker. Go. Um, I th if, if Peep... Last week, people would have considered that Jerry Colom offered some sort of value, even money, a shade of odds on. Um, he was racing against, obviously, last year's Ryanair winner with a Gold Cup third place and a previous Gold Cup winner and runner-up. They'd all had a prep run prior to, to the race. Uh, obviously, Jerry Colom was going there fresh. If people thought that he was value, even money, a shade of odds on last week, then the real Wacker must be an absolute... He must be steaming into him for, for this week at 6-7-1, to one, I think, to beat really a bunch of handicappers mm. and stage star um my only concern would be the fact that stage star would want it all his own way up front as well um i do actually i'm not concerned about the trip i actually think the real whack will be better just kind of pinging from the front going out and jumping from from the front and just trying to run them all into the ground yeah so i think the two miles four will actually suit him better mm. um but yeah i had a bit on him anti-post and I've, I've continued to to have a bit on as, it, as his price has tumbled um it might be set up in all fairness to something to come from off the pace i don't know what that would be in all honesty um i've heard a couple of mentions for harper's brook mm. but you look at the, the form around the course and it's 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 far from great um so yeah for me i'm i'm, I'm all over the real whacker and i think he's a, i think he's a really good price just even now at six seven to one cheers buddy um no declan yeah he will return he has just messaged me to say that it, it, yeah it was bronze fault 
Um, so he's, he will be coming back. Yeah, interesting that you were talking about the tactics, obviously. Um, and I think you're right in like stage star and real rock road, you're probably going to go off from the front here. And, you know, whistle in the dark won't be, you know, far away from that either, I think. Um, it's just, where do we, it's, it's just where, what else can come from the back, I think, because I don't think they're going to go off at great neck speed here. And which ones are going to come from a little bit off the pace? I think an interesting one, like you mentioned, there is Harper's Brook, who's likely to come from the back. But I was quite interested, you know, an unexpected party in this because. It, a very good winner at Cheltenham, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And but the, the problem that I have is that last year he was firmly put in his place twice by stage star. I know on them occasions also the weights were a little different, and he is receiving weight on on um Saturday. But I still don't believe that that animal is anywhere near of the standard of stage star that we've seen anyway. And I think he's a little bit too short and in, in the in the market there on expected party. And I mean, look at what he did. Uh, when he came, uh, sorry, on return this year when he beat Napazil. Now, Napazil has come out and, and obviously jumped a lot better and everybody was taken with that jump and it was quite scintillating on that occasion um, from Napazil. But I feel that there was a little bit of change of tactics tactics in that with with uh, Unexpected Party, who had to really go from the front in that. And maybe those tactics that weren't employed last year would just benefited him this year. So maybe he will be more close to the pace and maybe try and take on these two in this race here but if he if he wants to you know go at a decent uh, pace then stage star and real wacker will will jump for fun and i think he might make a few blips around here anyway i mean just a quick question anyway about this liam what do you find about the old course and how it differs from the new course at cheltenham i suppose it's just the sharpness between the two obviously one's a little slightly more galloping track isn't it mm. um <laughs> in in truth i wouldn't really have I wouldn't take it that much into consideration. Yeah. Um, for me, the the course itself, just being at the track, I just look for course form generally at Cheltenham. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. He, the man, the myth, the legend has returned. Was it Bron? <laughs> oh, I can remember a fight. <laughs> 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 Oh, he said the one now. <laughs> uh, I know you messaged me about that race. But we might come back to that maybe at the end. I know you had quite a bit yeah. to say about a horse in that race. We have just moved. Where, where did I stop? What was the uh, last year? Literally, you said Cartmel. <laughs> and then literally, I went, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the laptop's not used to uh, hearing about Cartmel. We did show? say that. Uh, we have moved on to the Gold Cup, though, buddy. And we've kind of covered quite a few of the yeah. runners, but we were looking at the tactics. Um, anything that you can shed on this one? Look, I, I it's it's about it's a really good race. It's it's really really good. Like um, obviously, stage side, you have a Grade One winner running off one hundred and fifty-five here. Um, you know that that stands out here, but I, I I'm not I'm not really sure about stage star just yeah look he, he's a beautiful looking animal but i'm just i don't know if he's going to ever repeat that run or, or he's going to repeat it soon um he was 50 in that lens last that entry after that but you, you can forgive that and he, he did win a handicap of 142 and he, he did carry 12 stone look as far as is you put a line through entry we, we'll always do that but his farm is quite good. I just haven't really taken to him as a top class horse. 
Um, the real whacker of 160. Yeah, years, that, sorry to interrupt. Is any of that to do with snobbery, for want of a better word, because of his connections and the owners group? I just think there's people don't really latch on to them. Yeah. Um, sure, I'm from Ireland. We've now snobs over here. <laughs> and, uh, and, and my son, my son uh, had a share in Calvados as well. So um, I, I don't know what to do with that. He, he's, he's trained by Paul Nichols. Like, so mm. I, they, they, they buy expensive horses. They don't, you know, they're not buying horses for 20 grand. So I, I, I don't, I don't buy that at all. Yeah. Um, so I just don't, I just, I, I, I don't know. It's just, just it's, it's, it's obviously not just mm. me then who, who's struggling to latch on to him. And, yeah. Um, but look, he's a great woman in, in here at 155. He's, he deserves to be at the top mm. of the market. Uh, the real whacker I thought was so impressive in the RSA. I'm mad about him. I think he was the best jumper of all the novices. Like, I'd be more worried about why people aren't latching on to him. What is the snobbery with him? Because he's trained with Paddy Neville. Um, you know, he he won the dipper over this trip. He, he's a seven-year-old, the same stage there. My worry would be it, he does have to carry to you know he does have to give weight away to good horses. Um, and look, but, and it's his first run of the season, and really, well. It's it's not long till May has a run under his belt, and you talk about fucking snobbery. Nobody no, likes no. his horse. Same with Laura Morgan. Mm. You know he's been off of one hundred and fifty-two. He went into the the turners, uh, unbeaten over fences. Uh, he was beaten three lengths. He's still going under the, the radar. She sent him to Cheltenham in October, ran him over two miles, um, and he ran really really well to be fought. That was his, you know he's a run under his belt now over two miles fence is coming at him quicker he's going to be really really sharp mm. for this and uh, i think he takes all the beating here and andy feels the same andy's very very big on him for saturday and um, i i i'm finding it hard to get him beat now as the season goes on you know i think the real back are back up to three miles he's going to be i think he could put him anywhere uh, i don't think he's just a chetland horse i think because he's such a good jumper. That's the reason he's going to run well here, is because he's such a good jumper. But you could send him to the King George. I'd have no qualms about sending him to the King George. People now think, you know, a King George winner and a Cheltenham winner, they, they can't mix. But, like, got to start on both. Mm -hmm. You know, kicking King on both. There's, you know, Florida Pearl was unlucky in, in Gold Cups, won a King George. Good horses are good horses. They will handle any track like you know and i think the real whacker because such a good jumper will handle any track uh the other horse who deserves to mention is the fugitive mm. look it's a tough mark 153 when you see not long till may of 152 but he loves it here but this is going to be his most difficult task he was second at the festival of 149 but i think this race is deeper than uh the plate was uh i think it's a really 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 good race uh, but it'd be not long till May for me. Not long till May for Declan. It's the real whacker for Liam, isn't it? It is. Yeah, look, I'm mad about the real whacker, but I just think having to give £10 to what I think can be a grade one horse coming back in trip 
with not long to nay having a run under his belt. That's what's swinging it for me. As the season goes on, I may mm. think different. And I do think the real whacker is he's a serious star and you could put him anywhere. And I don't think he was looking for the line in the mm. RSA. I think he had done his winning and won his race. And the other fella was just fucking staying on at the same pace. But the real whacker is he's a classy yeah. horse. He's a lovely yeah. jumper. He was the best jumper of all the this day and obviously last beautiful. year. Beautiful. What price would Jerry Colon be carrying the same weight in this? Jerry Colon would be one to two because all the yeah. on there. So true. Interesting what you mentioned there, Declan, about you know like prep races because a stat for this race, which is quite evident, really, is that you know thirty-four of the last forty runners in this all had a prep run. Sorry, thirty-four of the last forty winners of this all had a prep run. So that's only six out of the and last I, 40 that have come here fresh and won this race. I think she's done it so well. She didn't go to the two-and-a-half-mile race mm. in October. She sent them to the two-mile race, which is less taxing, and it's going to sharpen your jumping. And I backed them that day, but, you know, in hindsight, it's about she's Saturday. And I, I think she's done she's it so well. She's fucking clever, that Laura Morgan, isn't she? Well, Jeez, must get around. If, they, if that comes in, you can be like, oh, I love it when a plan comes together. Ooh. Yeah, it is. We must get around. We're being fans yeah. of her around here. We'd I'll get in touch with Laura and see if she can come on. Gary Fitzpatrick's written, uh, surely the real whacker is the biggest each way bet to nothing of the weekend. I think Liam feels that, don't you, Liam? Yeah, I just think, yeah, from a price perspective, the fact, yeah, and compared to Jerry Kalam, what he was up against last week, the price that he was, and still being back to even money, I can't believe the real whackers to sixes are still available. Mm. Um, I take Declan's point about the fact that first run of the season and things like that um, and giving the weight away. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably go in again on Saturday. Look, I, I just want to say it's it's all right for horses to be beaten. Like, you know, mm. we just write them off every time we're beaten now. I fully expect the real whacker to, to be beaten here and to go and, and like he's got good races in him. I, I think he's. I think he, he's definitely the best staying stay chaser in this race. He's one of the best staying chasers around, I think. Uh, and until he proves to me that he won't beat Jerry Kalam again, I, I'm just going to keep believing he will beat him again. Any, any yeah. trip. You know, I know Jerry Kalam won the Silly Isles, but he got up in the shadows of the post there again. He got up in the shadows of the post last week. He's, he's beating horses who are... Look, most horses are slowing down at the line. He's staying on at the same pace, but it's it's what this fella can do to him mid-race, like what he done in the RSA, yeah. and jump him into submission and take lengths out of him. And Jordan Gainsford squeezing and squeezing. The horses here pinned back, and he was going as fast as he wanted and couldn't go with them. That was the winning of the race there. That was getting far enough ahead to allow yourself to slow down while he's staying on. But you, you go up and trip, you just do it later in the mm. race, you know. But you also have to be able to go that early gallop in the Gold Cup, which I think Jerry Kalama is going to really struggle with, mm. is that, you know, there's no prisoners taken in the Gold Cup. It, you know, people don't appreciate how good a Gold Cup is. It's, you know, it's it's three times, it's the only race that's three times up the Cheltenham Hill and it's, it's you know, proper championship pace. There is another race like it. And um, it does take a special horse to win it. And now you do get less than vintage gold cups where 
the horses stay on and they do win. But for the most part, you know, the pretenders fail away, uh, fade away as they're coming to the yeah. second last. You get the contenders going, taking each other on. And you you will get the likes of a Jerry Cologne staying on for fourth or third. But at the moment, from what I see last year, I don't think he's good enough to win a goal. Mm. But he's, he, he's, he, he was a novice. He, you know, the potential still there to prove me wrong. But right now, until I see him all, I, I can't see him beating the real accurate over any you think the the real Wacker's a Gold Cup contender? Sure, mm. well, why wouldn't he be? He's unbeaten yeah. over fences. He's won the RSA. You know, and do you know what? They're not afraid. They're not afraid to come here and run off mm. in '62. You know, credit to them. We we don't see much no. of that anymore. That's mm. that that's a that's a big rating. That's a big weight to carry. Like you know, it's a lot of pounds to give away to to decent horses, but. Good um, horses carry away. You know, like we're not taking this route. You know, <clears throat> we want to see more of this rather than turning up. And I, I'm not a big fan of that that JMI or whatever mm. they call it now, the, the grade one at Down Oil. I don't think you should really have grade ones that early in the season. They should be earned, and you're turning up there and, and probably picking up an easy one. They turn it. They do it for uh, Envoy anyway. They do it for Envoy Alan. It's the only one they can win. It's it's not a grade one in, in my eyes. It's a starting point. Your starting point shouldn't really be no. grade one, you know, for like mid to late season. You, you, it, it's called a pattern yeah. for a reason. You know? Cheers, boys. Uh, selections then for that one. Declan is with Laura Morgan because he loves Laura Morgan. Uh, well, he loves a training at regime, let's put it that way. Um, not long Tim May for him. And the real whacker for Liam. Uh, cheers, boys. We're going to come over to the next race, which is the Great Wood that we're going to look at now on Sunday. Um, there's 18 runners for this. It... Sorry, can I just tell you who wins that? Yeah, I'll just pull this off. Go on, that novice hurdle. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say, <laughs> sorry, the computer did phrase and say, said Cardinal, but look, sequestered. Um, he's an improving fiver, and he toughed it out against uh, to beat Dusakini. Uh, now, we did get £7, but Susakini has followed up since. Um, he, he was five and a half lengths off high-class hero, getting £7 at a stall. But what path to I'd mentioned earlier, he was seven uh, he was seven lengths back again. Mr. Lover Lover was two lengths, or 21 lengths behind when he won a maiden. Now, to put that into perspective, people are going crazy about um, the Rockcar horse, Slade Steel. Who won mm. the weekend? Mr. Love and Love was only three lengths off him, you know. So, look, I, I think the question, although he's been getting weight, you know, his form is strong, and that's just the Keeney form is quite good, and the high class hero is form is quite, quite good. Now, you could argue that he, he still has a bit of fun, but he's improving, and I think he's improving fast. I think he could be a big, big danger here on, on yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good price there, Declan. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll get back on with things now and come over to the Great Wood now, which is Sunday this week. Uh, it's going to be at 3.30, I think, Sunday this weekend, isn't it? And, yeah, as I mentioned, 18 entries for this, but um, you can kind of make a case for all of these, really. It's so competitive. Uh, only a matter of time is currently the favourite. Uh, but I think that is mainly, I feel, down to his connections rather than his race course achievements because, you know... I think he the only race that he's won. Um, we got it in the. Did he get it in the stewards? Or am I thinking? 
Uh, only a matter of time. Oh, is this the... the yeah, I'm sure he got it in the steward's room. No, I didn't, didn't, didn't even know. No. Did we have this last year or the year before? Um, a, a, a Paul Bornhorst being punted off the boards and, and run no race. Like He only has to enter a horse and everyone wants to yeah. back it, like. Oh, yes. I know what oh, it is now. He, he did, yeah. This only amount of time did get it in the shoes room because it was against that I Will Be Bay who I, I actually really like that horse and I thought I Will Be Bay was the better animal on the day but it kind of like pushed into him on the um, running and he did get it in the stewards room, yeah. But he's been punted off the board. He's four to one now and it's it's very short. Um, I mean, the tactics, I mean, what are we going to look at? We're going to look at Knickerbocker Glory and Look Away. We're both very keen going front runners in this one. There's, so there's likely, obviously, it's usually quite a, a fast pace in this, but there'll be no hanging about in this one with Benson, Sonigino. They've led in the past as well. Uh, and then you've got the likes of ones who will just be ridden quite prominently, like Namian Lion, Too Friendly, Brew King Daru, Lucia and Swaffen Bulbeck. But then you've got the ones in the midfield, and they're the ones that I'm kind of interested in. And in particular, I quite like Jim Coco in this, who was who ran in this last year and was finished second, but was well put in his place, you know, that day by the, you know, ill-fated um, now Nigel Twiston Davis horse, uh, very sadly. Uh, but for them to come back here, I think that they must still think. I know he's, I think the horse is two pounds higher than what it ran in the Greatwood last year. They must still think that this a race like this is is worth going for, and that they. I think you need a decent handicap mark in this one to kind of blow it out of the water and then try and take on these, you know, the, the bigger races anyway. So I think Jim Coco stands out a little bit for me for that. One's going to be a bit further at the back of any arm in Haskin. They'll be recalled Lord Godante. They're likely to be a bit further back in this and held up for a late run. Where are we going to go for this one, Declan, for yourself? Um, yeah, look, I'm a big, big fan of Jim Coco and I like what Hardy Freud on and I think it was, it, on his third run, he went to Punchestown, which you do not see from yeah, those British trainers. Um, no. You don't see from British trainers, and it's a hard place to go because those Punchestown festival handicaps are are really, really competitive. And he was beaten by a, a horse I really, really like, uh, Brilliant mm. Hall. But um, it, it was a really good performance that early in his career. He's still lightly enough raced, uh, but he is two pound higher than when he wasn't good enough to win it. Last year, um, he was and he was 11 lengths off the, the main line in the Welsh champion hurdles. He's still lightly raced, like they, they haven't asked too much of him. Um, and I'd put a line through the county because sometimes in big handicaps, you have to be prepared to just give them that. Um, the main line, he times a quite a nice novice. Um, uh, he was ready, he was torn to Talbot, um, but then. He improved past Cornell Harry, skipped Cheltenham. He's won the, the Welsh champion hurdle of 135. But he, he's, I tell you where I'm going, we're on the same place as uh, Lane probably is because Lane told us about Look Away the last time. And, you know, we, we were all writing them off, but Lane told us the yard, what was it? Was a virus in the yard? Yeah, last year, yeah, virus. Yeah, look, you can't be any more impressed with. With that, a grade two winner in October, probably because of what went on in that yard, could be still really unexposed. Um, and it would be, it'd be look away for me, totally based on that, that he's probably still ahead of the handicapper, even though he's won that grade two. Um, 
So that, that's who I'm going to side with. The other one is really interesting. I Iberico Lord. Um, you know, second in April on handicap debut in, in a really competitive um handicap. I, I thought it was a big performance, only a five at all. And in an area of 126, you'd imagine there's still plenty of room. Um off that mark, but it, it is it's a competitive race, probably more competitive than that than that Sandown race was. So well, I do think Iberico Lord has room. Um, he might bump into a couple in this. And, and look away is carrying the profile based on what Liam said that, you know, there's, there's, there could be good room off that mark for the yeah. good horse. I think Neil King came out last time and actually said that he still feels that the horse is very well handicapped. So a 1-3-2 in this. And he's got such an electric hurdling um, style as well from the front as well uh was it jack who rode it last time yeah jack jack, jack struggled, struck up a really good partnership with him hasn't it um yeah nine to one's a decent each way shot though for an electric jumper will liam go with that horse he will um yeah it's also look away for me for all the reasons that the decks are already laid out um the only other way that i consider playing this race would be on the day, if they start pulling hurdles for low sun, um, which is I, likely because they did it last year, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Then I, I, I would half fancy Lucia. The less hurdles she has to jump, the more chance she has, I think. Um, mm. it wouldn't surprise me if we see her on the flat come the summertime. Um, so that that was the, the only other thing that, that was up for kind of consideration as a, as a bet from, from me. Um, but no, I, I won't repeat what's already been said. Um, but yeah, look, look away, I'll, I'll be going in again. Look away for both the boys, and you can see why. Uh, very electric jumper, as we've mentioned. Nine to one is currently available. Uh, some de A decent shout there from Declan for a Birico Lord, who could be very well handicapped there for Nicky Henderson. Uh, and Lucia, who could be going on the flat maybe next summer, you can definitely see that actually. Uh, and I quite, I still quite like Jim Coco. I'm not going to give up on the horse. Um, I'm mm. going to give that one another chance too. So a couple there at decent prices there that we'll be taking on in, well, be taking on this short price Willie Mullins' favourite, it seems now. And I think that is because of connections alone in my eyes. So don't be afraid to look higher than that, uh, higher in the betting than, and, than, that four to one on that horse. Right. The one that we're going to come over to next is we're coming over to Ireland, Declan. Yay. All three cheers for you, buddy. We've got the railway, Liz Mullen hurdle and the four trier chase that we're going to be looking at in a couple of minutes. Do we want to have a, it, the Troy town? We, should we have a look at that Declan? Maybe. Um, I, I, I haven't looked at it, but I can have a quick look and give you the winner really quick. Yeah, sweet. If you want to do that, we can have a look. I still uh, see well, I'm hoping that you say something there. I stuck something up for this uh, a few days ago. I think everyone would have deserted him by now. Uh, I quite fancy it ain't that a shame. Um, obviously, he's been heavily backed in for two or three of these big handicaps and is disappointed. Um, but he was, I thought he was a decent each way price at around 16 to 1. That for the Tri Town? It is. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Any that you like, Declan? Shall we come to it in a little bit? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I, I, I take Boatnick Man of Horses. Limerick Lace. Um, Limerick. Do you know what? She better jump on the Devil's Coach. And if they pick one, I'd go with Limerick Lace. Thanks very much, boys. 
Uh, we, we weren't really going to look at that, so they've, the lads have had a about a one minute look at that. So, well, you did, Liam. Sorry, you've had a good look at it, didn't you? With your... He's done it anti post value and everything. He did it three weeks ago. <laughs> you don't need to post that on the I saw you get 11 to 2 on JPR 1. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, the next one is the Liz Mullen hurdle, and we see the return of Zana here, who was impressive first time out. And we've got the fanboy club are out with Bob, Bob Ollinger, who's back at nine to four, home by the late threes. Sir de Burley, Andy Dufresne, and Bustle turn around out the field at around about 12s, 25s a pair of those last two. Um, short odds, Zanahir. Oh, that was ultimately Zanahir's best jumping performance last time, Woods, wasn't it, Deck? Um, the last day, the three one oh, Yeah, but it was, it was electric. Yeah, look, I, I, I thought he just. Yeah, actually, I can't really remember the race. Um, I remember talking about the race before, and I just thought they'd, they'd just go and let him win because they, they didn't really want to beat him because it, it, it's going to affect handicap marks. Um, look, he, he's honest and very, very consistent. It, it's, it's very, very hard for juveniles, you know, for juvenile orders. It's, it's, unless they go chasing, like, Bustleton. Mm. Bustleton was put, is, are you the same? Oh, Declan's done it again. Bron is really playing with his system tonight. Really so add into the list with Cartmel. Yeah, Cartmel and Bustleton don't mention them in the same sentence either. I don't. We might actually see. You never know. Bustleton could always go to Ben Haslam and then find up. Uh, you know, end up winning a Cartmel Cup ever sometime in the future <laughs> or something like that. But Declan's face though looks like he's really, really, you know, about to say something extremely interesting. We'll come back to him. Even if we have to come back to this race, we'll come back to him. Did uh, I mean Zana here is a top class performer on his on his day? You know he's always been there or thereabouts, hasn't he? You know, set, you know third again to Constitution Hill in the entry uh, hurdle. You know, th third again, obviously beating a little bit further in the Champion hurdle, and then he's always been racing in these top races and was giving his head a little bit last time up Punchestown. Um, and I thought his jumping, it was his best round of jumping in particular to beat Run for Oscar. And, you know, uh, Andy Dufresne was a little bit further back here. M may have to up his game a little bit more here to beat Bob Ollinger, but on comeback, maybe he, he'll have the fitness edge on these. Do you think, Liam? Uh, I would have thought so, yeah. Um, I, I'm a slight, am I surprised? Perhaps not surprised, but um, Rob Aitchison did an interview early season and suggested that Bob Ollinger could go back over fences. Um mm. And that may be the plan for him this season. So obviously he's lined up here at the hurdles. Um, the rest of the field, obviously side of Burley, forget about him until springtime. Perhaps forget about him altogether. Maybe he's had his last day in the sun um, yeah. at Cheltenham and Aintree. He's about 24, isn't he? Um, Andy Defray, obviously a handicap further down the line. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really see past Zana here. If I were to have a bet, which I probably wouldn't in this, in all fairness, um, yeah. you'd probably play some play some sort of reverse forecast with uh, Home by the Lee and Zana here. Thanks very much, buddy. Yeah, Home by the Lee was um, a bit of a revelation last year, I thought. Um, mm. I think twice on two occasions, I was really, really impressed with JJ Slevin's ride. The the win in, at Navan in the Liz Mullen last year. Um, yeah was very impressive. I think he came quite wide all the time, but the horse is naturally a, a quite a lazy horse anyway. 
And the Jack de Bromhead Christmas hurdle for me was very was extremely impressive. And that put everybody in, you know, like at the forefront of our minds, you know, like the Stayers hurdle. And then he just failed to, you know, get up that day. He wasn't beaten far in fifth, but it was you could throw a blanket over them really. And you know, he still ran a good race. Um, and then was obviously pulled up at entry a little bit too too far gone the season there. I hope the horse returns in similar vein to last year because the horse was on, on only in one direction and that's up and the stayers hurdle this year or well the stayers division mm. you know in in general is wide open absolutely wide open i'd be interested to see what what you know people i hear people's thoughts on the stayers division because there's not a lot out there that i would like to be playing at at the minute and i know that you know time hill's gone back over hurdles but it wouldn't touch him with a barge pole, even though it was one of my naps from last year at Cheltenham, which I don't even know why. I feel like <laughs> I was, I was, it was criminal of me last year to even think about that. But we live and learn, we live and learn. Uh, Liz Mullen Hurdle, there we go. We've, we've covered that one. Declan will obviously come back in in a couple of minutes and we'll get his version, uh, his views on the Liz Mullen Hurdle anyway. Uh, but we'll head over to the last one now we're going to look at, which is the four trier chase, which is also, the, well, sorry, around about 35 minutes after that at 2.40, on Saturday, and we see the return of the head case that I like to call Dysart Dynamo, and in particular, a, a horse here that Declan put up at a massive shout price at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, I think it was around 80 to 1 or 60 to 1 or something when um, he put it up on, on an anti post show for us uh, at when in the Queen Mother, when was second to Anergamine, and that is Captain Guinness. Um, and I'll be interested in Declan's thoughts on this when we come back. When he gets back in, so Dice Out Dynamo, Captain Guinness, Saint Moir, Riviere de Tell, and the outsider there who's not got a chance in now. Where or when now, Declan will probably have something to say about now. Where or when, because I know he likes that horse, and I think he thinks that he could be a horse going forward for particular races. So be interesting that because he has mentioned that horse to me quite a few times before in the past. But where do you stand on this one, Liam? Have you got a, a, an angle? Uh, it's quite funny in my notes. Just the one word I've got next to Dysart Dynamo is headcase. Um, yeah. So the obviously yeah, you got last year's winner uh, and runner-up, Captain Guinness, uh, Riviera de Tell. Um, Captain Guinness, of course, I think would certainly have a have a chance. I think Riviera de Tell, um, her days at winning at this kind of uh, level are perhaps perhaps gone. Um, and I think she also wants uh, further, really, in in, in trip. Um, so I don't think she'd be she'd be good enough to be competitive, especially with the the two novices stepping up. Um, obviously, as you say, Samoir and Dysart Dynamo. Um, based on last year, I think Samoir may need the the run. Um, he was beat by Phil Dor in his first uh, chase start last season. He then reversed that form, beat, give him a good good hiding by about ten lengths. Um, once he was race fit on his second start out. Um, I'm tempted to side with the head case eyesight though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you just we be concerned. Yeah, you just run on the same weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd just be concerned with with his jumping, uh, but concerned for his own safety. To be honest with you, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, and also he's he obviously can make a make a mistake and clatter one or two. Um, so he, he will go well fresh. He will like the ground. Um, so yeah, again, one of those. If you were to, to kind of push me in the direction to, to make a selection, I'd probably side with with Dysart Dynamo. It it looks like either the, the winner is most likely to come from from him or Captain Giddis, in my opinion. Thanks very much, Liam. Um, Declan has not returned. Uh, maybe the computer has actually done a stay 
I think it might have done a Stephen. Um, so never mind. RIP Declan's laptop. If it comes back, he comes back. We'd love to get his thoughts on these two races because they are races that he he <laughs> obviously wanted to talk about quite a lot. And he did have, he said to me that he had a huge list for a massive Ecuadorian this week. So really hope that he's trying to get back in here. Anyway, yeah. uh, we'll come on to the next part of the show, Liam, where we always look at our best bets before hopefully we can get back Declan. I'll drop him a message in a minute, see if he's coming back. Have you got any other bets this weekend, Declan? That you, uh, sorry, not Declan, I'm getting confused. <laughs> Liam, you, you think we need to be looking at, because there's obviously quite a lot of races on Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Cheltenham. You know, we've got races at, uh, at Lingfield this weekend that are, uh, you know, a quite decent standard as well. I know you you won't be looking on the flat, buddy, but, you know, real yeah. reality now on the on, in the Churchill Stakes this weekend do should be a real good, uh, should give it a real good go. Though Steel be lapping that up anyway. Anything from you? Um, there was a couple that I fancied that we were some of which you've already mentioned. Look away in the real whack would probably be my best bets of the weekend. I think Springwell Bay will go close on um Saturday uh, at Cheltenham. Um, I think he's on a he's on a handy uh mark. However, I think a lot of juice has been taken out of his price. I think he opened up around about 11 to 4, which was probably a decent bet, but I think he's been backed into around about 7 to 4 now. Um, and controversially, perhaps, the only other bet that I fancy over the weekend is on Sunday. Uh, I'd fancy Edward Stone to get the better of John Bond in the show. Yeah. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? It'd be a nice return for Edward Stone, though. Um, not a race that I've particularly looked at, though. Um, maybe we could just have a quick look at it now. It is the slow chase, isn't it? That's usually one that we do cover, actually. So I'm surprised that we've not put on. The, it's my fault that I've not put it on the schedule this week. Anyway, the slow chase. Um, only six runners in that. Editor to G. Edward Stone, John Bond, um, who's obviously short on that. Do you think? Uh, so you, you would side with Edward Stone over John Bond? I would. Yeah. A. Is it a price thing? But B. I'm not sure how much John Bond loves Cheltenham. I know that he's mm. finished second to Constitution Hill and El Fabiolo two very good animals mm. um but I, I just don't think he enjoys it i think he's, he's seen to much better effect around aintree or on a flatter track um mm. i don't think he will be stepped up in trip but i also think that it would suit if he were going a tad slower uh, at his fences um and yeah i think edward stone uh, has, has definitely got the the ability to go there and, and beat him um i think he was around about 11 to 4 5 to 2. um yeah so, yeah, I'd definitely add a few quid on, on him to turn John Bon over. Thanks very much, buddy. Uh, Declan is back in the building. Um, he's no video feed, but he is back in the building. Um, we've Let's just get him in. Oh, please don't tell me his face has gone. Oh, Declan. Now I don't know. I sent him yeah. home now. It is the last fucking time we've raced tomorrow. <laughs> basically said. We basically said, Declan, that you can't never say anymore on the podcast, Cartmel or Bustleton. You can't <laughs> say that anymore. But then I did say that maybe Bustleton could go to Ben Haslam and win a Cartmel Cup maybe in the future. I actually think Bustleton could, could sneak this. Let's go back to the Liz Millen hurdle. Why is that, Deck? There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with his um, juvenile hurdle form. Like he's mm. only six. They went chasing with him. They didn't go into that. They, you know, you're you're a juvenile hurdler. You're running the grade ones, and you find your 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 second year hurdling very very difficult. You have a lofty rating 
you're not good enough for grade ones. Life becomes extremely difficult if you're not a champion hurdle horse. They just went chasing with him. He's a six-year-old now. He's coming here. This race, this race is, 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 it's, it's kind of open. Like it's a, it's a really good competitive race. Santa here, like honest and consistent, but he's the one who struggled. He's the, he's the type of horse I'm talking about that finds life quite difficult after their, their juvenile season. He was a grade one horse and it's been so hard for him to win races. Where do you put him? He's had to run in grade ones. Now he was only three lengths off uh, Constitution Hill or Aintree. Um, he was well beaten in this last year, but um, he'd no prep. He has a prep this year, so that's going to stand to him. He also gets a lot of weight. He gets nine pound off. Um, sorry, the bear lay, I think, is yeah. it? And home by the lee. Yeah. Um, Bob Ollinger. Look, this is the thing about horses when they come out of open company. They find life extremely difficult as well. Um, but they've messed around with him. Like, what fucking, what fucking trip is this horse on? Does <laughs> anyone know? No. Does fucking do you get the you're gonna get the Nobel Prize now if you can figure out what what trip this horse wants. And <laughs> um, he doesn't stay. They ha have they gone back to two miles with him? Have they tried it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Now he, he, no, he I don't think they did. He he was second in this last year, um, but then he went back up to three miles. He's getting nine pound again. Um, uh, just you know, going to be a brave man to be trusting him with your money. Home with the Lee last year's winner. Um, he, he was three lengths fifth at Cheltenham. I actually had to go back and check. I, I thought he was further back. I fancied him for the race. Uh, after the way he won at Leopardstown at Christmas, I thought he got a great ride. Just, you know, JJ just ignored Danny when he tried to stack them up. And round the outside, went by uh, Florida Porter, took Florida Porter completely out of the race. And, and he just said best of the line. Uh, mm. Pulled up for entry, but again, we put a line through that. Sorry to Perlay. Look, this fella brings the best fucking form to the race. There's no two ways about it. And he's, he's 11. He was so unlucky not to do the treble. That treble is so difficult. You have to go back to Sprinter Sacre, and it, it fucked him up for a year or mm. more. Um, it's the Brack done it on the fringe, done it, but that was at a different level. Did Duvan do it? He might have done it as a novice. Yeah, I think he did as a novice. Yeah, different. You know, to do with an open company, this fella nearly fucking done it. You know, one at Cheltenham, one at Aintree, beating three quarters of a length at, at Pudgestown. That farm is so solid. Mm. Um, and the other one is, is Andy Dufresne, who also gets the nine pound up. Another horse has been fucked up. Should have just went two more chasing with that fella, fella from the beginning. Messed around with him. And one that Steve follows off a cliff, doesn't it? Yeah, well, look, I've been falling off a cliff as well. Like, yeah. you know, it's once they, they forgot about the idea of just because you want to point to point, that you're going to be three mile chaser. You know, mm. I believe every horse gets every trip, but at what level they all get three miles in point to point. If you don't get three miles in a point to point, you're probably not a fucking racehorse. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not the game for you. You'll have to find something else to do. But, like, it's it, did he get it at grade one level? No, I, I think he was probably a two miler. But Bustleton, he's coming back here, he's going to be trying because he, he's a chaser. Uh, he can go and win this, and it won't mean anything. 
look, he, there's not an awful lot wrong with his juvenile form, and he's a better horse now than when he was running those races. So, in quite an open race, you know, is Sire the Bear going to be fully wound up? Is Home with the Lee fully wound up? Bob Ollinger, nobody knows what trip he wants. Zana here is, is the favourite. He's a run under his belt. Probably deserves his day, but Bustleton's a big, big price. I, I think he's a decent each way back. Decent chance there for Richie Deegan on board. Uh, and the other race we looked at, Declan, was the 4 3 chase. Um, and we decided that there was another head case running this weekend in Dysart Dynamo, um, along with Brom this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Brom hit the head off, though. He started dying low. He's soft. Um, <laughs> uh, look, Dysart Dynamo, I don't, just don't think he's, he's a great one horse. So, somebody is... Willie's going to sacrifice some of these for, for handicaps. You know, somebody's going to end up in the Grand Annual and, and one of them's going to end up in, in the 2 by one at um, the Dublin Racing Festival. It could be both of these. They could both be sacrificed to go down the handicap route and, and they might be stopped on Saturday. Uh, Dice, I don't know, he fell in the article. He was tired and he was well beat. He's second that punch just down. Um, he's getting a good bit away here, but I don't think he's going to be trying to win the race. Sam Raw is a, is a great one winner last Christmas, but he's getting on a bit as well. Jordan the Arkell, well held at Punches Town. Um, he's actually to carry 11 11, is that right? Um, yeah, yes, I, I, I think Sam Raw, like one of them could end up in the Danmore, um, and one and, and they could both end up in the Grand Annual, mm. um. I'm not sure they're going to be fully wrapped up here, and I don't think he wants them to be. Uh, Riviere Detail has struggled since a bright start to her, her chasing career. She was second here last year, getting ten pounds. She actually getting toward the tomorrow. Look, I Do you remember Dennis O'Regan telling us that Riviere Detail was uh, a nap at Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was mm -hmm. that? I that was in uh, the Fred Winter, I think. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Captain Guinness is getting better, and and sometimes two miners do get better. Uh, as they get older, because it's it's not as taxing on them. He was second in the Queen Mother. He was second at Sandown to Jambon. Uh, he won this last year. He does have to give weight away to um, Dysart Dynamo and Riviera to tell, but look, what do you do? If I trained Dysart Dynamo and, and Sam Rawl, and I had El Fabiolo, and I had, well, the Negrim's out injured, I'd, I'd be handicapping them. I'd be going for the Dan Moore. It's a big, big pot. I'd be going yeah. to the, the Dublin Racing Festival, two mile one, another big pot. And then to be going to the Grand Annual. Um, because I don't think they're good enough to, to compete at the top level in open company over two miles. So mm. I, I think Captain Guinness just goes and win this. Yeah, I don't know what price he is for the Queen Mother. And Ergman's out. And Ergman beat him last year. I think El Fabiolo. You put him up back at like 80 to 1. Uh, no, AK gave me hundreds. Oh, AK, yes, yes. AK gave me 100 to 1. Um, but I, I think Captain is. I think El Fabiolo was flat to the boards in the Arkel. Mm. And I think the Arkel, the way it does be run, suits stairs because they're novices as well. And, and you, you pick off lesser horses don't make it in Dalton company the queen mother is different the queen mother is is a you need to be very very quick and i'm not sure that fabiano is going to appreciate a queen mother and captain guinness could be you know i i think he's going to be better again this year he, he's still only eight he feels like he's been around for a long long time but 
Yeah. You know, um, it, it could be a wide open champion chase, especially if John Bond steps up and and goes to uh, the Reiner. Yeah. We'll get to see John Bond this weekend, taking on Edward Stone on Sunday. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention now we're a when in that, Declan, because I know this is a horse you've mentioned before, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I really like now where I went, but mm. look, he, he, he shouldn't be up to this level, but he's a very, very yeah. likable horse, and um, you know, he, there's, there's probably a nice handicap in him as well this season. Cheers, Jack. Uh, we've already, well, that's the end of the race in any way that we covered. We've been over to Liam for his best bets. Oh, you've done the best bets and everything. Well, we did, we did, we did with Liam, um, but I know you've got a list longer than your arm, haven't you? Fucking huge list here. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, Wexford, um, the 125. It's a mare's race. What could have been? Like she, she's fit from the flash. She, she was 24 lengths off Gaelic Warrior, which, you know, in, in the three mile uh, grade, novice grade one hurdle that punches down. Mm. It's, 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 you know, I've seen worse. Um, she chased on Astro Diamond before that in the grade one at Fairy House, the mayor's novice grade one. She's only a five-year-old. Uh, she, she does have plenty of miles on the clock, but she's trained by a really good hander of, of mayors, uh, Jarla Fatty, who trained Jenny's Jewel. Um, I, I think she's a good chance in that tomorrow. Uh, she's then, from the flat too, isn't she? She's fifth in the flat. She's two, yep. two runs recently, I think. Mm. Um, the 310 at Wexford, a horse I actually put up before, uh, on here, Jericho de Bon. I, I think he's a winner in waiting. He's trained by Philip Fenton. He's rated 94. He's only a four year old. He was coming like a train that day when they put him up. I think he was 66 to 1. Um, yeah. And he unseated at the second last or the last at the stall. So it was a bit of a fucking a mill up. Um, he was very, very unlucky. He looked he beat, but staying on, he, he, he could have picked up the race. I've been very, very close. He maybe didn't go home the next day then at, at Galway, which was over the same trip. But he's back to two mile four here. I I think um I think he's a really big chance. Got the seven pound claimer on board as well. Yeah, it doesn't always light me up at, at this level though. Um the danger is, is actually trained by Jared Fight as well, Pirate Pony. I, I think that could be the one to watch in the race. Mm. Now in the second division of this um not the 345. I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence with this one, but it's a it's definitely the poorer side of, of the division. Uh car market available at 40 to 1 at the moment. Another four-year-old. First run was in a handicap is over two miles. They then went up and trip to two mile five and it was absolutely abysmal. Uh the, the jumping was really, really poor. Then it was dropped back to two miles at Clamel. Finished fourth, was beating a fair bit out, but the jumping was better. That's why I think he was dropped back to two miles, going back out to two miles far now. I, I, I'd expect to see better than we have seen and could be way overpriced in a box. Definitely the poorer side of, of yeah. that division. It's, 100%. It, it's, it's a bad race. Um, Saturday at Cheltenham in the, the Triumph trial, Border Road. Did anyone see Border Road's um, debut? Yes, on top I did. For, yeah. for a, a flat horse rated over 100 jump really really well normally they, they jump like uh brachiosauruses but this fella I, I thought he jumped really really slick yeah and um, made a hash of the last but he was well in front he, he look he ran and grew trees over the summer i think he's i think he's a really really nice 
juvenile hurlers. I don't normally get excited by juvenile hurlers, but mm. um, he he definitely put in a good round of jumping. Uh, then the one forty five at Cheltenham on Saturday, good risk at all. Look, he was a horse we talked a lot about as a novice hurdler. Um, there was you know he he was quite exciting. He didn't really put it together. But there's nothing wrong with that. He won the race that what's the new the Russell horse. Gio Vinco. Vinco. Gio Vinco, yeah, on un- in but good risk at all was not done with. I still think he'd have won that race. And Gio Vinco has come out and won. I think this he could be a serious chaser this season. And I think um, you know, he he's he's odds against. I think he takes all the beating. Declan just just referring to Mr. Coffee in that race, how long, and what Andy said in the chat today about how long has he been a novice chaser? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even bother scrabbling by this fella. I just think he wins it. Then um, in the three thirty, Matt Smith was on the show with us one night, and and he spoke very highly of this horse. It's another choice. Uh, things went a bit wrong for him after that, but two of his last three handicap orders, he's finished fourth, and the form is is quite strong. I mentioned mentioned Tusakini uh, earlier on. He's been second in one of them. The, the form from both of them is, is working out quite well. He he was pulled up in between those two runs. He could be a bit of a monkey, but mm. like Matt Smith told us about him, and I've been following him since. I think he's a really, really nice horse. Is that his uh, son on board? Who was it? James Smith. Yeah, must be, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, he, he's coming over. He sent Moon over, Clown over. Um, he, he was like a, a fair handicapper. I wouldn't say he's as good as another choice. Um, he was fifth in the Pretems qualifier the last in October. Uh, he's actually running tomorrow in that um, the, the sequestered novice hurdle. But I think another choice, 20 to 1, definitely worth an each way bet. And then one for Andy, uh, Navin 130 on Saturday. She's a fine boy. And Andy was blown away by uh, this horse. But she won a novice, or she won a maiden hurdle the same day, brighter days ahead was impressive and everyone was raving for that mm. convinced that this was a much better performance and she's going to be a much better horse so not sure what price she is but and he's 13 to 8 yeah well looks probably a good price yeah yeah got to take on Di Capo who's actually 5 to 4 so they're two warm favourites there in that race is that it Dick? yeah yeah that's the list yeah look I didn't get to look at Navin myself but I might, I might put a few up tomorrow. If we there is an absolutely, fa- well, what looks of, on paper, I think you mentioned it before we came on Erdek on the beginner's chase and the 3.15 on Saturday. I mean, I, I'm, it's just really fascinating. Obviously, we'll see Fasil Vega in that, but obviously in the pockets going in that in as well. And that is there. The- Spillane Tower's in there in the green cap. Andy's a massive fan of Spillane's Tower, but he wasn't yeah. off the first day. Um, and the real deal. The real deal, isn't there? From, yeah, from last year, from the from the kind of uh, novice chase division, uh, is there anything that either of you two, all the race just seems to be it's either Marine National or Fasol Vega for for the hardcore, nothing else can win it. Is there anything that would have caught your eye uh, hurdling last year that you think would improve for a fence and can throw himself in the mix over two oh, more distance? You, you you put me on the spot a bit, but um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm always open to horses who who are late developing, and like I'm always looking out for. It, it, it normally suits the stayers more, but 
horses won a big handicap at a festival at the end of the season i might have knocked around in a couple of grade ones just wasn't quite good enough because the the, the grade one novice hurdlers don't always become the best chasers they were they were too good at hurdling mm. you know you're looking for the fella who was jumping hurdles like fences but could compete in these races um i don't have them for you right now lane but um i i i kind of hope there's and me and andy were only talking about this hope there is one around because I've been paying bollocks listening to Faso Vega and, and Marine National. And it doesn't work out like this. If it did, we'd all be millionaires. It doesn't. Mm. Someone's going to fucking pop up and yeah. give them a right fight. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I tell you, even like the, or the year um, uh, Simon Sig won the article, he got a good fright off Bailey Green. You know, Mouse Morris had Bailey Green jump fences during the summer and he had loads of experience under his belt. And, um, you know, th- there's, there's, there could be something looking there. I haven't looked hard enough yet. I haven't been looking ahead to the article, kind of enjoying what's coming in Ireland week by week at the moment. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Well, one that I would have always automatically put up is because we spoke about it a lot last year on the podcast, um, is in the pocket in this one. Um, I think Tommy, was it Tommy who was really, really into it as well, Declan? Tommy was very, very keen on in the pocket, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a, a a very very nice animal. I think there was um, there was a reluctance last season as well. Everyone was well, a lot of people were saying that he needed to step up in trip, but Henry De Bruyne seemed really reluctant to do so. Kept him at the two miles. He eventually yeah. won his grade one at Aintree, didn't he? Um, I think he could be the one as well. Yeah, I agree, Chris. Yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. It is a good weekend's race, and there's so much more that we could have covered tonight, but. We've we've nailed it down to the nitty gritty, and Declan's got us an each way South American for this weekend anyway. And and there's bound to be some winners from the podcast, which will be booming every, all over the place. Uh, keep make sure you're tuning into the lads over on the Tap Channel. They are putting out some serious work this week, Declan. You've been. I mean, last week was busy, but this weekend's busy, isn't it as well on the Tap? Yeah, Andy's busy. We probably won't get an oven done, so uh, that's yeah. why we're giving out a few tonight, but. Uh, we punch us down today, and look, we're, we're not backing, we're not backing loads of winners every card, but like we we hit the bar a lot. Like we're looking in the right places. Um, yeah. But we had um, as luck would have it, we we put as luck would have it up today. I know it was a short enough price, but we also put yeah, well. Russell Sullivan's a three-year-old, and um, I thought he jumped so well today. He, he's one I'd be putting into my tracker going forward again. He's called oh. Eagles Rain. Um, he improved so much and, and jumped really, really well. I think could be a Fred Winter horse. Um, I actually spoke to Ross earlier he told me to calm down, but I, I, I do think he's a really, really nice, nice three-year-old, especially the way he jumped today. I can see him improving again. There was a nice 18 to one shot that you banged in as well, wasn't there? Amongst all those odds on favourites at Down Royal, was it? Um I where what was it? I, uh, I was in I was in Prague. <laughs> I was in no state. Andy, <laughs> Andy, Andy, Andy got a nice one, did he? Yeah, eighteen to one shot. Yeah, he was in a handicap, and obviously. Oh, Andy got an eighteen to one winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So look, come here. You only have to write once every eighteen goals, you know. Or uh, yeah. look, it, to be fair, um, if they don't win, they're there, thereabouts, like you know. And even if it's if it's short and it's not in each way price. I'm happy when they're running into a place and you're looking in the right places, like, you know, 
you 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 you'll have your day where you just just train for them go in for you. Yeah. Twelve fifty five at Navin on Saturday too. Uh, sees the return of Kuda Shiva. Um, I'm still following off off an edge of a cliff. There's got to be a horse under that bonnet for some some reason. I fell in love with her when she went through the sales at Cheltenham. Um, well, she went for a lot of money too, didn't she? At three hundred seventy thousand, but has been absolutely terrible since she's been at the course. I'm not sure what has gone wrong, um, but hopefully she can put some of that right in that race at Navan. I'll just be watching though. You won't see any of my money on that. She is getting a first time tongue tie, so maybe that is interesting. Could be. We'll see. We'll watch this space. Um, thanks very much, boys, for joining me this week. Declan, Liam. Yeah, thanks for having me no worries, boys. Um, have a good weekend. Declan's there on Saturday. Are you going, Liam? Uh, I am, yes. You might see Declan then. Ah, oh, you'll see me there. Now, I'll be up having me lunch for a bit, Liam, uh, with the wine guy, right? Or, uh, <laughs> I know, I, I, I'm not sure what time you get there. It, it's tight enough. We land at about 10 o'clock. So, it'll be a taxi job straight to the course. And, um, yeah. What time does racing start? 12.40. Oh, I mean, normally I like to get Jordan the festival on there at 11 outside the Arkle Bar, meeting mm. everyone, shaking hands, pressing the flesh with everyone, like the <laughs> politicians. You know, people you only get to see once a year. It's great. Yeah. People you've made friends over the years absolutely love it. It's my favorite time. My favorite part of the festival is between 11 and half one on the Tuesday, and the dream is alive. Yeah, nobody's asked any money apart from <laughs> on the Saturday. But the dream is alive, and you're fucking meeting everyone, and you and you don't give a bollocks. You're like point, yeah, seven, eight, ten Guinnesses, and a <laughs> hundred quid, and you don't give a bollocks. And you're like, I'm on me Holly Bob's, and coming out with ten Guinnesses, and the sun is shining. Ah, oh, I love it. And then the racing starts, and you start <laughs> all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That 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 feeling, that feeling outside, everyone is so giddy, and mm. the Guinness is flowing, and you're just and you're making and you're making friends with the barman because you know you're gonna see them. You know, and you're making friends with the jockeys in the in the chipper. Making friends with the jockeys in the chipper, tell them to take a pull. But you're making friends with the barman because you know you're gonna have to queue all week. They go, all right, lads, here's my little fucking. Here's a little fucking 20 quid for you every time you see you. Yeah, I have your 12 Guinness on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Lauren on cue in the chat. It's such a blissful moment. <laughs> Just watching you drink that them Guinnesses. That's oh, I love it. it. Oh, I love it. So listen, boys, have a good weekend. Um, it should be good for you boys. Uh, and I will see you all again next week when Andy may be back. Declan may be back. Liam might be back. We'll see. Uh, but we'll see you all again next week. Thank you very right, much. Enjoy great. Cheltenham. Enjoy Navin. And have a great weekend, everyone. Hello, Good. Bye.